The Marine and the Hippie is a weekly conversation about current events aimed at presenting alternative viewpoints while looking for common ground. We are the Marine and the Hippie. Welcome to the Marine and the Hippie, Season 2, Dialogue 3. Today we're talking about Netflix City or New Jack City. The fact that Netflix is a crack model like New Jack City, the movie from the 1990s in which Wesley Snipes and gang took over a hotel and sold crack and made millions of dollars out of the hotel. Netflix is the same model. Instead of back in the day when we had sitcoms and these sitcoms were standalone shows, you could take them in order or out of order and still understand the theme. Today we have a new thing called, what is it? It is binge watching and binge watching is the same thing as smoking crack because what you're going to do is just watch and watch and watch and each episode is to get you to watch the next episode. It's not a standalone piece. So in my opinion, here is the hippie. I think that Netflix is the new Jack City. What they're selling is no longer TV, is no longer film. What they're selling is crack TV. Well, I seem to recall uh, a television program back in the 90s uh, called Northern Exposure. And the Northern Exposure, I've seen every single episode of Northern Exposure. I own literally six seasons of Northern Exposure. Let's see, one, two. I'm looking at them on my DVD shelf right now. I own all of them on DVD, and I've watched the series from the beginning to the end. And you're right, each of those episodes, you could drop in at any time, and as long as you know the basic, you know, pilot of the show, you know, nothing that happens in one episode is dependent on anything that happens in any of the other episodes, as long as you get the characters. And I think Northern Exposure might be a good example, but there used to be, like, part one of part two, and you got really excited, so for maybe, like, one show or two shows of, like, a whole year, you might be, there might be a link between one or the other, and you were excited about it. But, you know, you can actually trace our model of what you were describing back to the soap opera model, where you had to watch every single day, uh, like, for example, I think of the nighttime soap Dallas, where they shot JR and then they went out for the summer and they stopped making or stopped airing episodes while everybody was running around in the summer yelling who shot jr you might actually be old enough to remember that i I doubt that most of our audience is old enough to remember who shot jr but then there was like two seasons later when someone killed jr's brother bobby ewing and then after the at at the end of the season he appeared in the shower and remember the whole season was all a dream and so in that model of making shows of course you had to watch this week and then you had to watch next week you couldn't exactly binge watch dallas because number one they barely had vcr tapes back then but they certainly had didn't have dvds they certainly didn't have netflix so you couldn't sit down and watch a whole season in two days of dallas whereas you can now it seems to me that a lot of the shows that are called prestige shows which you find on netflix or you know amazon prime or something like that tend to be those kind of chronological shows you gotta that you gotta follow the whole season from start to finish but then there are still a lot of shows that are completely and totally disconnected like for example uh think of a show like uh the big bang theory that was a very popular sitcom of our day where each of the episodes were sort of standalone episodes yeah so the the standalone episodes so we have to decide what we're watching you know like so hey am i I'm using sort of the drug connection today. I don't know why. You know, am I am I dropping a hit of acid? What does that mean? I'm probably watching a full film. And does that full film like stand alone? Yes, it does. Or maybe it leads into 
uh, a trilogy like Star Wars or something or, or Lord of the Rings. Um, am I am I doing like just just a line of coke like an episode of Big Bang Theory where yeah I want another line after I do the you know twenty minutes after I do the first line but may, maybe maybe I'm not going to do it maybe I am maybe I'm not the problem with the crack model is that you just want to do it more and more so you just spend all your time watching TV I can't tell you how many times I would come in on a Monday to work. And people and and the person next to me, I won't won't say their name, was like, "Oh man, I had a great weekend. I you know had a couple bottles of wine and just binge watched show on Netflix." And I was like, "Why would you do that? Why would you spend so much of your time watching the show?" They're like, "Well, I watched like all five seasons of like you know twelve to twenty episodes a season." And you go that that's what that's how you spent your time. That's how you spend your energy. And it's really interesting to me because it's not the same as you know, yeah, we're gonna go to the bar. We're gonna we're gonna watch an episode of Cheers at, at the bar and have a beer, and this is interesting. And it's like a kickback show, and you laugh a little bit, and then you move on with your day. No, like Netflix and Amazon shows that are seasonal that that are not standalone are like crack. We just want more. We don't watch it and go, oh, that was great. We watch it and go, oh, I want the next episode. The other one that is very similar is Marvel. You know, the Marvel Universe is this whole thing. Why is it this whole thing? Because they know that they've hooked you. They know that, that you're just going to want more and more and more. And the best example before we go to break is Pirates of the Caribbean. The first Pirates of the Caribbean was awesome. It was a standalone film, beautifully done, great film. But because it was so, so well viewed and gained so much money, they had to go with two, three, four, and five. And each one after that was just a big advertisement for the next film. And they're not standalone films. You watch number two with the idea that you're excited to watch number three, just like Doc's example of Dallas. At the end of the season in whatever, June, when they go, who shot JR? Everyone's like, all summer's like, oh, I'm so excited for September. And the first the first season because I want to know who shot JR and that type of crazy thinking and crazy attitude is the same attitude as being a crack at it. When we come back we'll be talking about Netflix City in season two, dialogue three with the Marine and the Hippie. I'm the Hippie. See you after break. Hey this is Dylan with the Marine and the Hippie. I'm the hippie. Hey, you're listening to Marina and the Hippie. This is episode three of season two, and we're talking about Netflix and crack uh, in Netflix City. Our metaphor today is to the, the film New Jack City. And if you haven't seen this movie, Mario Van Peebles, it's a great movie. Uh, I'm, I think Ice-T is in it, but I might be wrong. It seems like uh, Mario Van Peebles is in New Jack City, but I, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. Anyway, it's about crack. And the one thing that I really wish that we would do dylan is inspire a crack like response in our audience so we get our audience hooked on the crack of marine and hippie so not only do they want to like get on our next episode as quickly as possible but also recommend it to all their friends and then like decide that they need to give us all their money that'd be nice so if you guys are addicted to marine and hippie give us your money but at any rate we don't have that model on Marine and the Hippie. We have standalone episodes. You can drop in at any time. And as long as you know who the Marine is, me, and as long as you know who the Hippie is, Dylan, hey, you, you basically got 
any number of 36 shows at that point. You know, you can just drop in whenever you want to. And I think that, you know, that's that's what we're trying to sell or that I guess that's that's the point of the, the episode is like we're not we're not the crack model. We don't want want you watching or listening to all 36 episodes in like one day. You'd fall asleep like halfway through probably the <laughs> the series. Uh, the first season. Yeah, season two, though, has got a little bit more pep because I'm coming at you on crack. Just kidding. I'm not doing any crack, but certainly sounding like it. Um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of the point. The point of, like, something that's good is that it gives you a good art or good music or good film or good TV is that it is standalone. That you, that you like Doc's example about Northern Exposure, something that he's interested in, that he likes. He can look at it and go and fond memory of like the experience of watching that show the first time and then say, yeah, I have an hour or 45 minutes to kill. I'm going to pop in an episode and you can pick them at random and, and enjoy the process. He doesn't have to go from one to two to three to four to five. But if you try to watch, you know, Iron Man three without having seen Iron Man one, it's really confusing because it's not designed like that. None of this is designed like that. If you're trying to watch Lucifer, which is a good show up until ep- to season, I think the end of season three, you kind of never knew where you were because there's all these like sub stories and sub categories going on that 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 are the crack model. And I'm not joking. That's what it's designed as. It's not designed as something to watch by itself. It's designed so that you waste your life smoking tv so if you enjoy binge watching you are smoking tv you're sitting there you're you're comfortable you're happy just like if you're on crack the endorphins are going off in your brain it's enjoying there's a little bit of sex there's a little bit of violence there's maybe a little bit of thinking but mostly it's just sex and violence so it gets you gets you excited and maybe there's some cool outfits that you're like man i'd look good in that but really you look awful because you don't spend enough time doing anything else other than binge watching I mean, I understand the business model behind getting someone addicted to a television program, but before I wonder how mixed you know it is between what you call the crack model, and I think it's probably a pretty appropriate, versus the LSD model of television and movies, where you realize, you know, I'm going to be in this movie for two hours, I'm just going to let it ride, and then at the end of it, it's going to be over, and then you don't feel like doing any more LSD until, like, three weeks from now or whenever <laughs> you know going and see another movie i wonder when that mix sort of moved over toward more toward the crack and away from the lsd i would think that it started to happen during mtv i think it started to happen when our attention spans started to shift and then when our when 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 it was recognized that our attention band started to shift it was how is how can we manipulate the populace to buy more, to to be, I guess, a little bit more how they feel as interactive. Remember, MTV used to be like one of the exciting things in when M- MTV opened or began or hit the airwaves or whatever was like picking the best video of the week. So everybody would like text in or, or call up. I was actually calling a phone number to say, I picked Michael Jackson thriller over David Lee Roth's you know, legs or whatever, whatever the song was at the time. I think that it's incumbent that every time we mention MTV on our show, for the younger audience, we have to mention that the M in MTV stands for music, not teen mom. That used to be the YouTube, like what we call YouTube, where people would look at music videos on MTV. You would sit up all night waiting for the video that you wanted to see come on MTV. 
and you'd do other things while you were waiting and you'd watch countless other videos that you don't remember now, but you would wait for that one video. And for us in 1994, when I was learning to play cribbage, like I, I play cribbage like a, like a master now, but because I sat up all night waiting for Cheryl Crow's, all I want to do is have some fun and Black Hole Sun to come on MTV. And once we saw those two videos sometime around three or four in the morning, we were done, you know? Yeah, my, mine was Paradise City and Welcome to the Jungle, both by the same band, Guns N' Roses, you know? Because, yeah, when, when, we, when it came on, that was your crack. You're like, oh, I made it. I made it to, I made it to like the enjoyment and the endorphins in my brain. I've succeeded. I've had success. Really, what was that success? It was nothing. But you kept watching until you got that, that hit. Feeling. Yeah. That feeling. Exactly. That hit. That hit a crack that made me, I've, I've succeeded. And I've gotten high, as, high and, as high as I want to get today. And that, that was the shift. And we come, when we come back, we'll continue talking about Netflix City, the crack model of binge-watching TV on Season 2, Dialogue 3 of The Marine and the Hippie. Hey, this is Doc. Uh, you're listening to The Marine and the Hippie, and I am The Marine. Welcome back to The Marine and the Hippie, Season 2, Dialogue 3, Netflix City, the crack model of TV and how it started and where it's going, and it's going nowhere good because... Crack kills. Crack is whack. Crack is whack. Crack crack kills. And what does it kill? It kills, well, it kills our, our ability to do shit, to actually to think and to produce and, and to, to get out of the crack model of doing nothing. Even though we're our, our lives are like focused, oh, I just need to get more crack. I need to watch more TV. So I got to get a bigger screen. It's got to be a better experience. I got to get... Disney and Amazon and Netflix and HBO and all these other like whatever the next thing is and it all has to be streaming all the time because I can't miss any of it really why not tell me one thing that's important on TV there's some there's some that's like valuable there's some like yeah you probably you know Doc and I could probably do exactly what we're doing here sitting at a, a mahogany bar sitting on two stools drinking two Guinness because that's what we did in our time. In our in our time, we just meet for a beer, shoot the fat, felt good about shooting the fat, and then moved on with our day because that's what life was about. It was about being connected. Crack doesn't connect us. Crack disconnects us, even though we think we're connected. So what we're, what these shows do and what this what TV does now is it just gets us to be even more disconnected. Oh, I'm watching this. Have you watched this? No, I have to watch this. I have to watch this. And we're not talking about the actual changes that need to happen. <laughs> what could they be? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, like maybe making sure that every citizen has fucking like medical care <laughs> and every citizen has the ability to like retire at some point <laughs> and that, you know, kids get taken care of and that there's like, <laughs> you know, roads and like buses and trains and bridges. But no, that's not important. What's important is like binge watching the next, the, be- the next big Netflix city show. What is it going to be? Is it going to be about politics? Is it going to be about uh, crackheads? Is it going to be about sport? What is it? Because I'm excited for it because it's going to be so good. There's going to be like eight seasons and I'm just going to sit down and smoke it all up in one night. A lot of people did binge watch during the pandemic and the pandemic led to, for example, we heard this on the news and this is an objective fact that Netflix they made billions and billions of dollars on this. You know, we believe that we're going to have this many new customers over this long period of time. They thought they were going to hit 5 million new customers this quarter. And they were disappointed that they only hit 2.1 
million new customers as people came out of their lockdown. So they were making projections based on what they were doing in the in the lockdown, uh, and they disappointed their investors because they only did half of that. And so that's what people did during the pandemic is they watched Netflix. Now I would I wonder like what would the alternative have been? What else would they have done while they were stuck in lockdown? If they couldn't go out, if they couldn't go out into the community or or interact with their neighbors or whatever, it's almost like the lockdown was designed to hook them to the crack of TV. Correct. Yeah, the the, the lockdown was designed to hook them, <laughs> to get them watching more and more. Because what could they have done? If it was a standalone TV show, you could actually make it always an interesting conversation. You watch an episode, we'll talk about Northern Exposure. You go, hey, man, what do you think about that episode? Or an episode of MASH or an episode of... of um, friends or, or something that has like or Big Bang Theory where you can actually discuss something that happened in the show and kind of lead to a conversation. That's one. Number two, you could learn to cook. Number three, which most people don't seem to know how to do. Cooking really simple. Not big brain, small brain, easy to do. Number three is you could learn a language. Number four, you could learn a, a new skill set. But instead, the skill set that, that people have been excited about or were, were, were spending their time doing is just watching, watching a screen. And that's not productive. That's passive and and you're not getting and people can say, yeah, well, I, I, all I watched was nonfiction. All I watched were like biographies of this or, or National Geographic or we're happy. Yeah, there are differences because remember, we, you know, if, if we look at drugs as the spectrum, yeah, there's still standalone TV. Neither of us would disagree. But if you're talking about binge watching eight seasons of the same show in like two weeks, that's a crack model. That's not a healthy a healthy lifestyle model. That is a crack model designed only to do one thing, which is to generate revenue for Netflix, period, for the drug dealer, period. Well, it seems that we have that model in basically everything that we have in our society today. And so, you know, this, this reminds me of a conversation that I had when I was in Brazil where uh, I was talking to a bunch of, like, Trotskyists, but I said I wanted to go eat at McDonald's. I wanted to go get a cheeseburger at McDonald's. And they, like, lit into me. They're like, how can you support McDonald's? They destroy the rainforest. You know, they're running cattle all over the rainforest right now and burning down the rainforest. How can you support that imperialistic, capitalistic restaurant i'm like look it, I, I want a cheeseburger okay so i you guys don't make brazilian cheeseburgers there's not like a, a brazilian cheeseburger chain uh that i could that i could locate in my general vicinity right over there is a mcdonald's and i know what's in the mcdonald's i'm like look i come from the country where every single thing i do from the time i wake up in the morning to the time i wake up the next morning is mitigated by some capitalist company i can't escape it my bed is made by a capitalist company. My lights are made by a capitalist company. My electricity is serviced to me by a capitalist company. Every single drop of water I drink is I, I pay for it. I pay and somebody makes profit off of it. I can't escape it. And so I you can't escape this anywhere in the society. You can't escape this new crack model of television anywhere in the society, no matter where you go, no matter what you do. And so I really don't know what to do about it. That's that's the thing I'm trying to say. It's everywhere, it's ubiquitous. 
You know, the furniture that we sit on is made by a capitalist company. The TV that we operate on, the TV that we watch this stuff is, is made by a capitalist. Somebody's making a profit. Somebody is designing their profit model to hook us into this so that we continually consume and continually buy and we can't escape it. What do you propose we do about it? Yeah, and when we go back to New Jack City, that's what the film was about. It's the perfect, it's the perfect film to discuss what is capitalism because it is capitalism. perfectly illustrated it exploits it sells it controls it monopolizes it does everything that capitalism does it just it just does it under the lens under the uh, under the umbrella of selling crack but it's the same model crack crack dealers are capitalists tv dealers are capitalists sorry tv show dealers are capitalists alcohol companies are capitalists and what they're doing is they want you to buy more they want you to be living in the song, Mr. Brownstone, which we'll leave off with today. I used to do a little, but a little wouldn't do it. So a little got more and more. I just keep trying to get a little bit a little bit better, a little bit better than before. Because, yeah, we keep on wanting to do more and more and more and watch more and more and more. So thanks for listening to The Marine and the Hippie. I am the Crazy Hippie coming at you from Turkey. And I am Doc the Marine. And as always, check out marinehippie.com. Uh, get all of our social media and all of our email and everything like that. Uh, we'll talk to you all later. Ciao. Hey, this is Doc. And this is Dylan. And you're listening to Marine and the Hippie. For more information on the Marine, follow Doc at supernova underscore earth on Twitter and listen to the Supernova Earth Show on Spotify. For more information on The Hippie, follow Dylan at Gezi and Me on Twitter and read his blog at observationsfromthespectrum.org.